0: You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Alves. Peter, we got a special guest this week's episode. Uh, It's a guest we probably haven't had since the NFL draft, maybe? Maybe? I think, but without further ado, oh, I don't know. Oh, he wasn't. No, he wasn't on it. So we, we have to go back even further. So we're gonna bring NBA on. Star. Yeah, maybe from the NBA regular season start. We're gonna bring on Noah Burn of Rough in the Basket. Noah, how are we doing?
0: I'm doing all right. I'm not that special, you know. I just have my own podcast that I founded, just like you guys, and I also have my own YouTube channel now, Rough in the Basket. Check it out.
1: I, I gave Rough in the Basket the plug. Oh, I tell you what, me and Peter probably plug Rough in the Basket at least three times a show.
2: You guys do, and I appreciate it that's every time. That's why the Basket put out an episode on uh on uh Wednesday or on Tuesday, and yes, that's why CTW is dead.
0: Yeah, yeah, we don't talk about CTW here. No, no, no. But I appreciate it, guys. Uh, every time I listen to the show, I'm always mentioned in one way or the other, usually about Detroit sports um being terrible. But you know, that's all. That's cool. I appreciate the shout
1: outs. It's funny whenever we're talking about, like you said, either the Detroit sports or an athlete you either love or hate. Like we'll kind of laugh and be like, "Oh, rip to Noah or something like that." Like it's, it's funny. But yeah, you guys had a great rough in the basket episode this week. I love the video you guys had with joke with Jokic, comparing him to other centers. Me and Peter did something similar on our last week's episode too, and I kind of felt similar uh, to your results. So if you haven't checked out Noah's video, check it out on the Rough in the Baskets Instagram page. But we, we kind of had we kind of had similar thoughts, Peter. I'm not sure if you saw the video yet, but they went through center by center, which is what we kind of did. So I agree with all of them. Everything you agreed with, I agreed with.
0: Hey, thanks, bro. That's why I'm here, right?
2: Hey, but you know, so that's why know you're here and Carr's not.
1: All right, yay. But you know we we also love car, but we we haven't had Noah on like you said in a while, so we we had to bring we had to bring Noah on. We had to do it. So, Peter, lucky for you, this episode is going to be all. NBA centric. Why do you gotta uh, let, jinx
2: it? I wasn't even gonna say it because at the end of the episode, there's gonna be like, oh, somebody breaks their leg. Or hey, like the, the reason I'm the saying that,
1: the reason I'm saying this now is because if there's NFL breaking news, Peter, I'll sure to talk about it within the next oh, you know, hour or so. I'm sure. So knowing your luck, uh Hopkins or Dalvin Cook signs within the hour. Um, but like I said, it's gonna be all NBA. Of course, the NBA draft is today. So happy NBA Draft Day. So we'll get into that in the second half of the show. But for the first half, uh, the NBA offseason is practically in full swing. So I kind of wanted to start off by going through some of the moves that have happened, some of the rumors that have been swirling, because the NBA offseason doesn't sleep uh, 24-7. Uh, the offseason is filled with rumors, filled with trades, free agency is right around the corner. Uh, you could argue that the NBA offseason is the best in sports. Like I think you could make that concrete argument. Uh, and look at stuff like stuff has already started. Uh, and let's we'll start off talking about Bradley Beal. Uh, Bradley Beal, formerly of the Washington Wizards, was traded to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Chris Paul headed is heading to the Washington Wizards, uh, but he is likely to be traded or released. I don't imagine he's going to stay in Washington for the upcoming season. So Bradley Beal will be a member of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, The Wizards do not land any first-round picks. Uh, The reason being is because Bradley Beal had a no-trade clause on his contract, so he practically picked his own destination. Uh, He was one of the only players in the NBA to have that in his contract, so that was the reason why Beal, uh, the return was as bad as it was, despite the fact that he's had durability concerns and he's pushing 30 years old, so uh, that's why the return is probably... Oh, not probably, definitely a lot less than people anticipated. So without further ado, uh, the Suns have a big three now of Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and now Bradley Beal. So let's talk about it. What do we think? What was your first reaction when Bradley Beal was a member of the Phoenix Suns? No, we'll start with you here.
0: So I got to say I I understand what the Phoenix Suns are doing. I think it's a good move on their part obviously giving up almost nothing to get Bradley Beal, a, a scorer, a versatile scorer that can average 30 a game easily. I think that's huge, but then again it's like how many times are we going to see Kevin Durant with like these super teams and he just doesn't get it done like without Steph Curry. It's always I mean his legacy is basically defined by having Steph Curry as a teammate at this point. And it's like they fired uh, Monty Williams, uh, the Detroit Pistons head coach. Now, shout out, you know, my, my sports teams. Um, but I gotta say, like they they didn't give him really a chance to thrive with Kevin Durant. And now you're you're starting off uh, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker, three ball dominant guys with uh, Frank Vogel, who is the first year coach there. I just don't see them getting past the second round. To be completely honest, I I don't know how they're gonna. Mix. I mean, you're with those three guys. That's basically the entire salary cap that's just gone eaten up. And we've seen in the past years, you do need depth now to win an NBA championship. So that's my thoughts.
2: Peter, what do you think? Yeah, I do agree with that too. It's going to blow up in their face, just like every Durant uh, super team, excluding Steph Curry, uh, does. If they're complaining about no depth, they're definitely going to have no depth, especially in the playoffs. Like, I totally get it, but you have DeAndre Ayton still uh, making $20, $30 million a year anyway. Like, he's got to get traded or somebody else has to get traded. They have to... Like, who's their bench going to be? Like, nobody? It's going to just be...
1: Yeah, they have five guys on the roster right now. They can use, like, their mid-level exception. They can use, like... League minimum deal. So I think that's what it's going to be. But I do think I agree with you. I think they are going to move DeAndre Ayton to get in some rotational pieces. I think that's kind of their path. But this is weird for me anyway. First and foremost, I'm a Bradley Beal fan. I think he's a top 25 player in the game. Um, And I think he's kind of rotted away in Washington the last couple of years, despite, of course, not being the most durable guy in the world. So he's joining a Phoenix Suns team. uh, And I think Noah kind of painted a great picture for everybody. Three ball dominant wings, right? Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. They don't really have an opportunity. um, I, I I should say, they probably won't have an opportunity to gel because of the fact that they're ball dominant guys. It's not like they have a big, a wing and a ball handler. I mean, unless Bradley Beal becomes a ball handler, which we've seen a little bit in Washington, but not much. So I think ultimately, it's a clunky sort of it, look, they have a lot of talent, right? Devin Booker is one of the best young players in the league. Kevin Durant, even at age 35, he'll average 30 a game. And Bradley Beale, like I said, he's a top 25 player in the game. But I do think they're going to have no depth like you guys both said. And we've seen that the last couple of years in the NBA. Depth has become important. Look at the Miami Heat we're able to do with Caleb Martin and Max Struess. You know, they made it to the finals over it. We've seen Denver Nuggets, uh, Aaron Gordon make some plays down the stretch. Bruce Brown. So we've seen all that stuff in the last couple of years. And it felt like the NBA is sort of shifting um, from a less of like a superstar driven league. As I'm mean, Look, it's still superstar driven, but I don't think it's as superstar driven as it was maybe a decade ago. I think the NBA is sort of uh, evolving in a way. So, look, I, I think what the Suns are, they can be a Western Conference Finals team in my opinion. I think they have the talent to do it. But if I had to rank the West, I still think the Nuggets are the best team in the West for me. Uh, I don't think they'll have an answer. Yeah, shocker. I don't think they'll have an answer for Jokic. Uh, Jamal Murray, another year off the ACL. Um, and they're bringing back the same team minus Bruce Brown. Uh, their core is intact, and I just think the Nuggets uh, gel better. They play better offensively and defensively than I think the Suns team will do because I don't think the Suns are going to be able to defend. Uh, and I think it's they're going to have kind of take turns, and down the stretch they're going to fight over the ball, and that's why I think ultimately they'll fall short. And it's weird for me. Because this is the first, like, we'll call it a super team that the media isn't in love with. Because when a lot of super teams are sort of created, everyone's like, oh, they're going to win the chip, this and that. And it feels like most people predominantly think it's going to fall flat. Is it the Kevin Durant factor? Is that why you think people are kind of uh, saying, eh, not going to work? Probably
2: durability. Durability is one of them, Durant can't and Booker can't. I mean, Chris Paul can't either in his own right but. Probably that. They're going to run out of gas eventually.
1: No, what do you think? Why isn't the media in love with, I guess, how this team was created, which the media fell in love with, like, Brooklyn uh, when they were created uh, and just other super super teams that we've seen. Even Minnesota, uh, we'll call that a super team. When they acquired Rudy Gobert, everyone was kind of in love with that. So I don't know. It just feels like everyone's sort of, in a way, underrating this team. Uh, And like I said, I don't think they're going to reach the finals, but to me, it just feels like everyone kind of thinks they're going to suck.
0: Yeah, I feel like it has to do a lot of um, Bradley Beal. I mean, he's been a great player over the last few years. Don't get me wrong. He's been killing it uh, in terms of scoring points, but he's been scoring points. A lot of those points have come in garbage time. A lot of those points have come uh, when they're down by 20 points. So I think maybe people are looking at the Bradley Beal factor like, yeah, he can get you 30 a game. But is that going to result winning? And uh, his record says no up until now. So,
1: yeah, that that's a fair thing to bring up. Bradley Beale. look, he's never really been in a situation where he's been on the like a conference finals team, anything like that. So this is all new territory to him. And look, the Phoenix Suns, we all know they have a new owner, uh, new young owner that kind of wants to win now, willing to do what's necessary. Look at he's done since he's taken ownership of this team, right? He's acquired Kevin Durant. He fired Monty Williams over after a year, got rid of Chris Paul, now brought in Bradley Beal. So everything is very splashy, but is it going to work? I think that's the main question. And uh, it feels like nobody on this podcast believes that they are the new favorite in the NBA. If I were to rank them in the West, I would put them number two, in my opinion. That's probably higher than I think both of you would say. Uh, Noah, feel I would. what do you think, Noah? You said, what, second round exit?
0: Yeah, I would give them like a four. I think Golden State's better than them. They have the experience. They have the rings. I would say Nuggets, I mean, coming off a championship, I'm probably missing another team. But I want to say, depending on what they do this offseason, I even think Lakers are in a better position than the Suns.
1: So you're saying Phoenix around four in the West. Uh, Peter, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, Western Conference Finals, I, I don't disagree with that. Lakers, Warriors, even Mavericks, Clippers, if they can stay healthy, they won't, but yeah um, yeah I, I don't know. Uh, they are uh, plus three fifty uh second best odds in the Western conference
1: and their title odds change in Draftkings too. I think they were what are they now? I don't know if you if you have that up seven
2: hundred I don't know what they were before though
1: I think they were plus nine hundred or plus a thousand something like that. They did change slightly. And look when you're adding a guy like Bradley Beale, you imagine the odds will shift. and he had that no trade clause. uh one thing that I'll kind of say. Bradley Beal clearly wanted to play here because he had the no trade clause. Is he willing to take a back seat? You know, is he willing to kind of do different things, whether it's defend more, maybe be a ball handler. Like, is he willing to change his role compared to a guy like Devin Booker, Kevin Durant? I can't imagine he wanted to go to Phoenix and then day one be like, no, I need the ball. Now I want 25 shots a game. I feel like he wouldn't have went to Phoenix if that was his priority. If his priority is winning, I think the best chance for the Suns is if Beal takes a step back. Like, you know what I mean, to Durant and Booker. No, we will.
2: I mean, there's no way he would have said yes. That's what I'm saying, yeah. That's a no going
1: in. I agree. I I think he probably wouldn't have ended up there if that was the the case. So uh, we shall say, and fun fact for you guys, did you know Bradley Beal's agent is the son of the um, Suns' uh, CEO? Did you know that?
2: Why do you know know that?
1: I shot on Twitter. I did not know that off the top of my head.
0: Some good research you're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I, that one I can't take credit for. That was all over Twitter. The guy get the job done? So as great. every
2: coach, every every agent, every oh, person yeah. where the school, you know,
1: hey, you know, it's just all that stuff. You know, it's who you know and connecting. Look at Clutch Sports with LeBron. All those guys end up in L.A. or you know what I mean. I see that stuff. See the on time. this
2: podcast, Jason has the facts. I bring the funnies. Yes, got you, Peter.
1: Uh, All right, let's switch gears here. I want to talk a little bit about Damian Lillard. We haven't gotten Noah's thoughts on Damian Lillard. Um, So he's going to be in the news, in my opinion, all offseason. He's a hot commodity. Will he be traded? Will he want to stay in Portland? Uh, Reports suggest that he does want to stay in Portland, but it wants to be on his terms. He wants to contend... um, for an NBA Finals Championship. He wants to be there. He would like the Trailblazers to trade that third overall pick for a star, whether that's a guy like Zion Williamson, whether that's a guy like Bam Adebayo. Uh, Portland's been rumored for a couple of different stars in this league, but what are they going to do in today's draft? And I think ultimately that could determine Damian Lillard's future. So, Noah, what's your overall take on Damian Lillard? Do you think he has another year in Portland? Do you think he forces his way out? If you think he forces his way out, where do you think he goes?
0: So I think he is a loyal guy. The fact that he's wanted to stay in Portland for so long really says a lot about him, despite the fact that every single year it seemed like they were getting bounced in the playoffs. I do think that ultimately, I don't think this is going to be something that gets addressed immediately in the offseason. I think, like you said, it's probably going to be a constant storyline throughout the offseason. I do think ultimately that he will stay and they will try to put pieces around him. Uh, I just... He hasn't left up until now. I just have a hard time seeing him leave at this exact moment. I think he's there another year, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that team because it seems like every year they they don't do enough to uh, make themselves a championship contender. And right now, like we just said, there's a lot of teams in the West that can contend. So it's like from Portland's perspective, do you want to keep him? as a, as a loyal guy and, you know, show loyalty back, or do you want to start rebuilding and say, you know, we're not going to win with our current mold. Should we start to uh, look towards the future and talk to him about that directly?
1: Peter, I know we talked about it uh, last week, but have your feelings opinions changed on Damian Lord? Like I said, there's been a couple of reports over the last week uh, and they're all kind of pulling in the direction of him staying, but I, obviously it's a fluid situation. And I think the NBA draft is going to, I don't want to say it's the, end-all be-all for him but I, I do think it could be a factor of what ends up
2: happening for him yeah not really he hasn't left and I don't even know how long he's been in the league he's been Over- in the trade rumors, yeah. rumors ever since probably I was a kid so there you go if you, if you want to bet him now they're plus 6,500 they're probably going to get better if they get anybody to surround him I, I, I just don't think he's ever going to leave and he's going to be that player that always wants to succeed and wants a ring, but he is a, does he have like a no trade clause or something or no, he like? he
1: does not. No, he does no. not. Um, Tell you what, if he wants to leave, it was either going to happen last off season or it's going to happen this off season. And look, as the season was winding down to me, it felt like a foregone conclusion that he was gone. But to me, the tea leaves are reading that he's going to stay in Portland uh, I know he wants them to trade the third overall pick. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to make the pick. Um, but I do think they could upgrade, whether in free agency or via trade, bring in guys he likes. And, again, I, I don't see this team as a playoff team. I don't see this team competing. And Lord is going to be 34 years old. You know, he's getting up there in age. And I think this is just the path he wants and the path he's chosen. I know a lot of people want him to go to Miami, uh, Philadelphia. Boston, Milwaukee, whatever it may be. He's been linked to a number of different teams, but I think he wants to stay in Portland and I think that's how it's going to go and him potentially um being dealt is going to go down as one of the what one of the best what ifs in NBA history because I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh he's loyal to that team and I think that team uh are going to try their best to really they're going to do kind of one of two they're going to do two things at once. They're going to try to do a quick rebuild while trying to satisfy Damian Lillard. And that's a tough thing to do for any NBA team. So we'll have to see how that kind of shakes out. Uh, one name that's been linked to the Portland Trailblazers is Noah's guy, Zion Williamson. So Zion Williamson, of course, missed uh, most of this last NBA season. Uh, he's missed, a, what, I think it's 66% of his NBA career, something like that. Um, it might have even been more than that. It's been a lot. Uh, so he has been rumored in trade rumors for the past couple weeks. I was a little surprised about it. I know he's been linked to Portland. He's been linked to the Houston Rockets. Uh, He's been linked to a number of different places. Do you guys believe any of this smoke, or do you think it's just kind of, I don't know, do you think it's just a formality? Because, I mean, look, Zion Williamson, it wasn't that long ago where everyone was saying he was the next LeBron James. So, uh, Noah, what do you think of Zion? Is he going to be in New Orleans this year, or do you think he's actually going to get traded?
0: First off, unfortunately, he's not my guy anymore. I just want to put that out there. Um, I think he's getting traded. Uh, I think I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked if he stays in a Pelicans uniform, just because it's very clear to me that he doesn't want to play there. And I think he's made it like known in subtle ways over the past few years. Just the fact that it really bothers me as a fan, and I I can only imagine what his teammates are feeling when. They need to win to get into the playoffs, and he's doing windmill dunks right before the game starts, and he looks perfectly fine and healthy, and then he doesn't suit up and play. And it's just obviously all this other stuff coming out in the news now. What was he actually doing during those times where he was supposedly, (laughs) quote-unquote, injured? I'm not doubting he had a serious injury. I think he did, but I think he also wanted to – you know, draw it out as long as possible. And, uh, you know, I, I ultimately think you will get traded to who that's the big question mark right now. But I think there are teams that are interested, like the Rockets definitely want to make a big move this offseason. I could see them doing it. The Pistons, maybe they'll take a chance. I, uh, seriously. I really think no, you're right. You're right. Be involved and, and try to take a chance. Maybe the number five pick will entice the Pelicans and maybe they'll think uh, twice about, you know, keeping that that lengthy contract with a lot of money due to a player that cannot stay healthy. Maybe they'll think about getting that money off of uh, off the roster. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I do think he will be dealt sometime this offseason.
1: Wow. You know what? That's crazy to say. A couple of years ago, everybody. Look, it was a foregone conclusion that he was the next great one. He was going to be this um, superstar in the game. And when he's been healthy, he's been dominant. Right. We've seen stretches from him. But the key is when he's been healthy and the key is How's his rehabs going? Like, look, he missed like six months from a hamstring injury. That's not a common thing. It's usually a couple week injury. And there is some durability concerns. I think there's some concerns about his weight. You know, he's like 300 pounds. He's like 6'8". So I think there's some concerns there. And if New Orleans does elect to to trade him now, I, I don't think they'd probably get the full value, um, which I ultimately think they're going to keep him for that reason. For the, At least this year, I think they're going to go one more year. And if it goes poorly he gets hurt or he's not engaged. He could maybe ask for a trade, but if for whatever reason, New Orleans does elect to trade him, I think Noah mentioned the three teams, Houston, Portland, and I think Detroit, those three teams have space. Uh, those teams are willing to make a move. So that was be the three teams that I think he would get moved to uh, Peter. What do you think about Zion?
2: Why well, trade on now though? His, his literally value. I know it's name, but like his, his value, I feel like it's in the toilet. Like, Play one season, and then everybody be like, wow, look how good he – that's the biggest what-if like in recent memory, not Damian Lillard. It's like you could have traded the whole world for him. The Knicks wanted him, obviously. But, like, you know, I don't know. Even if he does get traded, he's just going to sit out or get hurt and be at the buffet line. So, like, I don't know.
1: I I agree with you, Peter. I think they'd be selling low if they trade Zion. Now, if Zion's healthy, right, we know what we can do. But the key is if New Orleans doesn't think he'll ever be healthy, maybe you do it now before people realize that he's never going to be that guy. Noah, what do you think?
0: Yeah, see, that's the thing is that you guys are saying, okay, why why trade him now when his value is in the toilet? They could still get probably a top five overall pick for him right now. Next year, if he sits out more than, let's say, 30, 40 games, there is no chance they're going to get that for him. And I doubt that they will get anything more than like a lottery protected first round pick. So I think that that's really the risk here, trade him now and get back something where maybe it's somewhat comparable, even though it's not what they would have gone last off season uh, or wait a whole year. And then if he doesn't play half, at least half the games, his value is completely destroyed and they're going to get nothing back for him.
1: It's a difficult decision, right? If you're sitting back in New Orleans, right. You bring in this guy a couple of years ago. He's known as the prodigy, you know, the next great one. And he gets hurt. He doesn't really want to be there. Some off the court stuff. And you could absolutely, like Noah said, you could trade him now and you could get a decent package for him. Or you could run it back, hope he's healthy. And then maybe it ups his value a little bit more. And then you trade him like, and then who knows? I mean, it's tough. It's really tough. I understand both our, both our viewpoints on this. Like Noah, you would trade him. You would trade him. I think straight up for the third overall pick and whatever else. If you were New Orleans GM, um, and I think ultimately they could want to, but I don't. It's difficult to trade a superstar in this league that's under the age of like twenty five and feels like an ascending player. It's tough, and I'm not a big Zion guy. No one knows that. I've I've been sort of been the other side of the Zion fence for a bit. Would you want him on the Pistons?
0: uh honestly i mean it would be entertaining like when he's on the court he don't is say no
2: don't lie don't I, um, lie this is i a mean dude he puts
0: up like 27 and 8 game and like three assists when he's healthy he's entertaining like i'm not gonna lie it's a risk but if they're only asking for the fifth overall pick it's like i mean i'll i'll do it like what other choice do you have it's a superstar driven league i mean i kind of have to maybe the change of a scenery for Zion would suit him well because I mean I don't know. There's nothing really to do in Detroit except play basketball, so maybe that'll help him out a little bit. But I don't know. I mean, I would like to see him healthy on the Pistons, but that's the question: Is he going to be healthy?
1: That's a real question, and that's something that the Pistons would have to worry about with him. Monty Williams, of course, has dealt with superstars super in the past. I feel like he would probably be accustomed to kind of dealing with those sort of situations, but it's all about if you what. That's all about the effort level. Does he want to play? Does he want to be in a new market? Would he even want to go to a team like Detroit? You know, a lot of things. Zion's. A, it feels like he's a different kind of character. Uh, he kind of. It feels like he kind of beats to his own drum in, in some respects. But if he's healthy, the Pistons would get a bona fide superstar all star. So it's a difficult kind of. It's a difficult decision for the Pelicans. So uh, it's a situation that I don't think they anticipated they would be in right now, but here they are. So that's a. Uh, That's one thing that could happen with maybe within the next 24 hours. Who even knows how that's going to go? One trade that isn't official that looks like it's going to be official is a deal between the Boston Celtics, the Washington Wizards uh, and the Los Angeles Clippers. So this deal is not official uh, as we record this podcast on Wednesday at 730 uh, p.m but it's likely to be official probably within the next couple hours if it isn't already by the time we release this podcast but Christos Porzingis is going to get moved from the Washington Wizards to the Boston Celtics uh Malcolm Brogdon is going to the Clippers and the Wizards are receiving Danilo Gallinari uh draft picks and um Marcus Morris from the Wash from the Los Angeles Clippers so it's a three team deal that's likely going to go down um so what do we think about it um from a Celtics perspective, the Celtics, of course, get Kristaps Porzingis. He's coming off his best career NBA season. He's only 27 years old, I believe, uh, and they ship out Malcolm Brogdon, who is, of course, the reigning Sixth Man of the Year winner. Um, but he, of course, hit some uh, injuries uh, as the postseason kind of wound down. So, uh, Noah, what do you think about that deal? From I guess all perspectives,
0: I'm a big fan of it for the for the Celtics specifically. I think this is a huge win to put him as a three a guy that can average 25 points a game or 23 points a game again it's a question of health but then again putting him behind jason tatum and also jalen brown and not having to give up one of the superstars to be able to get a player of this caliber and what they gave up for him really wasn't all that much i understand uh, bogdan was part of the deal correct so they gave bogdan, up him, yeah. yep. uh, but then again he's had a little issues with health here and there so i think it is ultimately probably going to be the best fit for the Celtics. I think the Celtics definitely emerged as a big winner here. And also the Wizards, I mean, they are getting some, uh, again, unloading cap space. I think they're going to be interesting to watch this se- this offseason and see what they do. Obviously, getting uh, Bradley Beal off the books array and now Kristaps Porzingis. I wonder what else they're going
2: to do.
1: Yeah, and they still have, of course, Chris Paul, who they're going to probably dangle for whatever else. I mean, not sure they're going to get much, but uh, Peter, what was your take on it?
2: Please. Absolute fleece by the Celtics. man the, the Wizards, like, who are they going to start?
1: The Wizards are going to the bottom, man. They're, gonna end They're up going to. They're going to the bottom. Three,
2: yeah, they are going to the bottom. They are going to the bottom. But like, I don't, I don't know. I like it for all sides except the Wizards. They're obviously blowing it up, the Wizards. But like, Malcolm Brogdon, you get, you get, and then I don't know. I love that for the Celtics.
1: Should be asking, what, if that's yeah. the
2: best big three mm-hmm. in all of uh, and the NBA and probably. So, if like, Porzingis
1: is healthy, he fits in what the Celtics do so well. Uh, great, he's a big man that can shoot the ball. But he look he he's a better defender than people give him credit for. He's kind of changed that part of his game the last couple of years. Uh, the one thing with Porzingis is it comes to durability. But the same can be said about Malcolm Brogdon, who was healthy for most of the season for the Celtics. But if Porzingis can stay healthy, you look at their top eight guys in no particular order. No particular order between Smart, Brown, Tatum, Horford, Rob Rob Williams, Derek White um or Zingas. you know what I mean it's 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 a tough it's a tough kind of top eight you know what I mean and I think that's gonna prevent a lot of different issues for opposing teams if they're all healthy uh, I like how the Clippers added Malcolm Brogdon I think Brogdon's probably an upgrade over Chris Paul who they were in rumors with in my opinion I'll take Brogdon over Chris Paul um so Chris Paul is going to end up somewhere else in my opinion and from the Wizards You get Gallinari, you get six and a half million dollars. You got to pay him. You got the 30th overall pick of the draft and Marcus Morris, who could be a trade chip. The same with Gallinari. So the Wizards are going to the bottom. Like Noah said, they're an interesting team to watch. Um, A rebuild, but how are they going to look to kind of go about it? Are they going to go straight to the draft for a couple of years? Are they going to want to try to move their assets? Like, what are they going to do? The Wizards are going to be an interesting team to watch over the couple next couple of years. So that'll be interesting. But from a Celtics oh, perspective, I was happy. You, you all suck. Ah, what are you going to do, Peter? What are you going to do? Uh, want to talk some NBA draft?
2: I'm going to nail the first pick. Yeah. Peter's going to nail it. Good job, Peter.
1: That That's all Peter said last week when recording is. So, uh, no, I'm not sure if you know this, but Peter actually, I'll give him credit for this. This is full disclosure. Peter nailed the Where's first over. Where's the overall. ticket? Shut he didn't up, have a course. ticket. But he did nail the first overall pick of the draft last year uh, for, the, for the Orlando Magic, uh, Paulo Bancaro. He nailed that. Uh, I thought it was – who did I think it was going to be? I don't even remember. Who went second? Oh, Ch- was that Chet Holmgren. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Chet. Uh, and then you were like, no, it's going to be this guy, Paulo Bancaro. And I was like, no, he's going third. He ended up going first. It was kind of a surprise. Ended up being a great pick, in my opinion. But, Peter, without further ado, who's going to be the first pick of the draft?
2: Uh Victor Wambinyana, well, oh, I mean, Yana,
1: Peter. You can do this.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Webb No Wambinyana.
2: We, Web oh. Webby. Nice. All right, Victor Webby. And uh two will be uh Brandon Miller. It will not be Scoot Henderson. Oh, I I'm can with call you.
1: two. I'm I'm with it you. Better on be
2: that. You it bet better that be Brandon Miller. The Hornets do not need a point guard.
1: Interesting. So before we kind of get into this and how we feel about Victor Wembanyama, because a lot of people have some different takes on it, do uh, you guys have any favorite NBA draft memories? Noah, I've watched a couple NBA drafts with you. Do you have any favorite memories?
0: I mean, it has to be that time that we were at Buffalo Wild Wings just chilling uh, during that draft in which Luka Doncic got drafted, uh, Trey Young, that big trade, that trade between those two. I think that is my biggest memory um, of the NBA draft in general. Man, that was that was crazy.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good one. I remember that. I remember that specific day you're talking about when the Suns picked DeAndre Ayton first overall. I remember me, me and you laughed. And we were like, how do you pass on Luka Doncic? Like, it was just so obvious to me and Noah. We were like, Phoenix, you blew it. Like, you legitimately blew it. And we ended up being right about that very yeah, quickly.
0: At, <laughs> that, at the time, they even had uh, his international coaches, the head coach of the Suns. What yeah. were they doing?
1: Yeah, he of course he got canned. Uh, Igor something I forget his last name. We got canned in a year. It made no sense. Uh, the Suns completely botched that. Uh, look, you could have had him or Trey Young, and you got DeAndre Ayton, who's likely going to be shipped out. So tough hit on that one. Peter, you got a favorite draft memory?
2: No, the most recent one that anybody should have said, especially here, when the whole Boston band media were just booing Jalen Brown out of the arena. Wanted, oh, I remember uh, was that. One it just done so bad, and uh, it all works out.
1: I remember that, Peter. Full disclosure, I wanted Jamal Murray.
2: I wanted Chris Dunn, and I'll never uh, live that down. But it is what it is. Don't Should have, have said right when Lomelo Ball got drafted, or Lonzo. To be fair, oh, that that.
1: tell you what, when Tatum got drafted, I was pumped. That was one for me. Another one, of course, what Noah just kind of laid out. Uh, we no, we've watched a bunch of drafts together. We've watched when the when the Pistons drafted uh, Luke Kennard. I remember that draft. You were pumped. Um. I forgot what year that was. That was probably, what, 2018, maybe? 19?
0: No, no I think that was 2017. 17, right? maybe? I think so.
1: That sounds right. Cause t- Was it the same draft as Tatum? It might have been. Because uh, Tatum was 17, so that would make sense.
2: I right, know um, I love you, and this is going to be a dig, but are you such an NBA draft fan because you have to be? Of
0: the yeah, yeah, we've gotten accustomed to be in there uh, for a long time, man. The Pistons have had a lot of uh, top 10 picks over the last few years. So I've kind of gotten used to it.
1: Tell you what, I was rooting for them to get first overall this year, but you got Cade a couple years ago and we, and we love Cade Cunningham. Like I'm still a big believer in Cade. Uh, I it, I feels like a lot of, it feels like a lot of people are going to go and kind of quiet on Cade. Is, is he losing uh, some interest? I don't really understand why he was hurt. Like, I don't know. Noah, are you still high on Cade? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, in the good. Future. Absolutely. He's going to be uh he's going to be a star. He'll be an all-star within the next two years. I'll write that down. Uh, all right. so let's talk about Victor Wembignana, who we we're talking about how Zion Williamson um, was everyone's kind of the next LeBron. Um, Victor Wembignana is one of the most highly rated prospects in NBA history. Uh, he of course played over in in Europe. He's from France um, for the last couple of years. He's seven, three can shoot can block shots, can do a number of different things. Uh, a lot of people are calling him, like I said, the next great thing in the NBA. Um, but look, sometimes things aren't easy and people are wrong. Scouts are wrong. Uh, analysts are wrong. So, Noah, do people have it wrong about Victor Wembignana? Will he be a bust? Or will he not be as good as people say?
0: I think in terms of what the expectation is. So first off, we got to define the expectation here. Sure. Because I so- think... A lot of times right now, what I'm hearing is that people think he's going to be a 30 point per game, 15 rebound, five assists, 40% from threes. That's not going to happen. We have to eliminate this idea. I think he's going to be literally Rudy Rudy Gobert. I see him being identical to Rudy Gobert almost. And I think, you know what? I think that's a win for them, even though he's going to be viewed as a bust if he ends up like that. And I don't think that's fair to him, but we have to keep in mind here. Like, look, he's, he's a 19 year old kid. That's he's a freak of nature he's six foot uh, seven foot four but the thing that you left out is his weight he weighs anywhere I've seen him listed for estimates at 210 to 230 that is very slender all right so let me tell you slenderman right now is going to the NBA draft and I don't know I think he's going to get bullied a little bit the first year and I think he's going to have to put on weight I still think he's going to get his two blocks a game and he's going to be able to shut down people like that but I think there are going to be some guys that are able to uh, dominate him in the post. And uh, I think he has a rude awakening coming for him. So, first year expectations for me are definitely a lot more mild. I think he's going to average something like maybe 14, 13, and 13, 11, and uh, two blocks.
1: Interesting. So, but you're not calling him a bust because Rudy Gobert isn't a bust. He's been an all star. He's been a defensive player of the year. He's been all first team all defense. So, Gobert's not a bust. Is he overrated? Yes. Is he? Like, not a, like, top 20 player in the game, no. So, I mean, if he's Rudy Gobert, I think people will call that a failure, in my opinion, from what the expectations that were placed on him. Whether that's fair or not, you can't really control that. But if he's Rudy Gobert, I think people will list that as a failure. Peter, what do you think about your guy at Wemby?
2: Um, my boy, Victor? I got to yes, figure Victor. out his last name before next show. But uh, in real He's in good hands. He's got Popovich. Uh, obviously, he did what he had to do with Tim Duncan, so he's in good hands over there. He's not in a hell in Detroit, sorry, Noah. But uh, I mean, as Noah said, he he is getting set up for failure already because if he's not the next LeBron, Kobe, or anybody like that, he's automatically going to be failed. And how did that work out for Zion? So, like, if he's not the second coming of like Michael Jordan or whatever, like everyone's just going to be like. Oh, he's just another seven foot he's 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 a seven foot three through.
1: that can shoot. Yeah, he's pushing
2: <laughs> threes. All right, to be fair, yes, he is in good hands, but I do feel bad for him when ultimately he doesn't win rookie of the year because even if he if he doesn't win rookie of the year, he's gonna be like bust. If if he even gets hurt, he's gonna be a bust. Yeah, I, I did nope. see that. But and uh all seriousness, he will be fine. But when he puts <laughs> up like twenty a game, no, when he puts up twenty a game, even this year, everyone will already call him a bust, and that's not fair.
1: So Peter, you like were going, that. you were, you were cutting in and out. Did you, uh, did you know that?
2: I did, but uh, as I said, it only matters for me because this is my recording, and it only shows what I see.
1: As the chief audio, uh, God. <laughs> Okay then, uh, all right. So Peter, I don't even know what you said about Wembenyama. Me and no, I have no idea. We think you overrated. like it, we're not sure. Overrated. Okay, I did not gather any of that.
2: Just out of uh,
1: principle. No, did you gather any of that?
0: I do agree with what Peter is saying. From what I gathered, that I think <laughs> he is he is overrated for sure. I think, he, like I said, he's gonna be Rudy Gobert, and I think also one thing. Another thing I want to bring up about him is if you look at his three-point shooting percentages um, uh, in his professional career up until this point, they haven't been very promising. So I don't know where people – he's not – first year, I think he has, like, around 30% from threes, and I think – I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest, we barely even see him take threes the first year.
1: I think he shot 27% from three in his last year uh, over in Europe. Tell you what, I'm – so, like – I think he's going to be the best player in this draft class. Do I think he's going to be the next coming of LeBron, um, him, Duncan, anything like that? No, I don't think he's going to be like an all-time great. Do I think he's going to be a good player? Yes. Do I think he's going to be an all-star? Yes. So it's kind of difficult to really define how he's going to be. Like I think ultimately he could be a 24-11 and 10, 11 guy. I don't know if you see him getting to that, Noah, but I think he can average. You don't think so? I think he can get that. We'll see if he ends up putting on weight because I do think that's a concern. I think we've seen some of these, you know, we'll call them Slendermen. These Slendermen come to the NBA and not put on weight and they kind of get bullied. Um, So I think that's an issue for him. He needs to put on weight. We'll see if he's able to. Um, But I think he's the best player in this draft class. I probably like him a little bit more than you guys. I I don't think he's a slam dunk, home run, can't miss, like everybody's saying. Because big men are difficult to kind of forecast. You know, would they get hurt? Um, and it's difficult for the rehab. We all remember Greg Oden. We all remember some of the other, um, bigger, so it's tough. You know what I mean? And the last, I think center to get drafted first overall, it might've been Deandre I Could be wrong on that, but it feels like to me it was Deandre Ayton, unless I was wrong. But a lot of the NBA is wings and ball handlers. And, um, yes.
0: Yo, you know, it's interesting, man. I kind of think there's a curse of number one picks. So I was going through all of this, right? Cade Cunningham, injury. Uh, I mean, right now it looks like Victor Wimbanyama, he might have some injuries. Zion Williamson, Mark Hill Fultz, Ben Simmons, uh, Blake Griffin. I mean, I feel like there might be a little curse at the number one pick with injuries. Well,
2: man, won rookie of the year last year. I don't want no slander on that. It's That's really true, great. but Cade put up numbers his rookie year, and then the
0: injury happened. So I, I'm not wishing injuries on anybody, but yeah, I'm just man. saying. He just cursed
2: and Charles, and Noah's never gonna be allowed back after he he gets so, hurt. So,
1: no, is he is he in your opinion gonna be the best player in this draft class?
2: No, I think
0: there's gonna be somebody else that emerges. I can't say who right now, but it's gonna be one of those guys that go like the out right outside the lottery towards the end of the lottery. One of those guys are gonna emerge. I feel it. There's always one guy in the class.
1: All right, so I guess who will kind of segue into this. Who is your favorite player in the draft? It might not be the best player, but is there someone in the draft you're looking at and you're like, I'm looking forward to watching this player. So I don't care who goes first. Peter, you want to go first? I'm sure you have a fun one.
2: No, uh, I, I really love Brandon Miller, and that's going to be your answer. So, like, you yeah, can man. talk to me more about him. No, but, like, he's a brawl handler and a wing. They Exactly what the Hornets need. I think he's going to be the best player in this draft class. he would be drafted number one if it wasn't for uh, Victor, uh, my best friend, W. W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in real, he would be a number one pick regardless if it wasn't for him.
1: So Brandon I mean, Miller, he's a, a lot of people like him. A lot of people also dislike him. A lot of people thought he would go third overall, but like, no, I like Peter said, the odds have sort of changed. And he looks like he's the favorite to go second overall to the Hornets and Miller. He's a big guy, right? Six nine, two hundred 200 pounds. Um, can shoot the ball ball handle has the mid range game can defend versatile. So I, I agree with you. I do like Brandon Miller. He's somebody that I kind of followed in college a little bit. He was on that Alabama team that fell short last year. Um, but some people don't like him. Oh, oh I like, I don't think Noah likes him, for, for starters. Um, uh, Noah, you don't like my guy Brandon Miller, do you?
0: No, you don't. I mean, not really, to be honest. I, so, Man, I could see him becoming like an elite NBA player at some point, but I'm just not really a fan.
1: That's fair. Who's your favorite in the class if you got one?
0: <sighs> Man, my favorite in the class, to be honest with you, I'm not too well informed on this class up until now. Uh, I feel like Kate. Um, – I'm going to say his name wrong. Cason, Cason Wallace, the guy from oh, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Just because Kentucky point guards, even though they don't really perform that great in college compared to other guys, they just have a way of like finding themselves in the NBA. So I would say historically, he's probably going to be the best player in the draft.
1: And he's been mocked in a couple different spots, right? He's like right outside the lottery, like 14, 15, 16 range. Uh, he's a guy raised six four, one eighty five, 185 can do a couple different things. He's a bigger guard. So that's, that's an interesting one. I'll give another one. I'm shocked. Peter didn't say it. Grady Dick. Uh he's the best oh, shooter. Oh, the saving draft for class.
2: that guy. Oh, come on. I'm
1: sorry. Best shooter in this draft class. Shoot 40%. Uh Grady Dick's a sniper.
2: So I'm looking forward to watching Grady Dick.
1: Peter, I'm shocked you didn't say him. Shocked.
2: Uh come on, our better class than that. If you want to say anybody else, I'd gladly the second spring in. I actually okay. watched him. He's, from Duke. he's another big man.
1: Yeah, supposed to go around 10th. I think something around there. Uh all right, now, who is the most underrated player in this draft class? Noah kind of listed one, so Noah, that would probably be one, that I would say, that if you're a big fan of him. Peter, do you have anyone underrated here?
2: I'm saying Cody Bufkin because uh, according to Yahoo Sports, he spent a lot of time with the SGA, and I think he's going to win MVP this year, so that's probably Ooh.
1: good. Ooh. All right, Peter. I mean, making predictions just like that, huh? Uh, underrated, I said Grady Dick. I think he's somebody that I think can shoot the ball really well. I like him. Uh, I like Noah's guy, too, he mentioned, too, Kaysom Wallace. I think that's an interesting one. Uh, the kid from UConn, I think he's intriguing as well. Jordan Hawkins, uh, the guard, 6'5", 195 from UConn. He can shoot the ball. He can defend. Um, he was a sophomore, so he's a little bit older than, this, than most people in this draft class. He's somebody that I think's a little underrated. You'll see him right before 20 uh, in this NBA draft. All right, how about overrated? So, Weminiyana doesn't count, so find somebody else.
2: Damn it. Peter, you, got Can you tell me anything. Can you tell me anything? I'm gonna just say the number two or number three pick, uh, Scoot Henderson. Scoot
1: Henderson. So he's somebody a lot of people like. He's from the G League. I didn't. He's even from know the that G
2: League.
1: Yeah, he's from the G League. They've had that the last couple of years. Like, what's his face from Houston is from the G League. Oh. Um, yeah. Noah, what's his name from the Rockets?
0: Uh, Green.
1: Yep. Uh, he. Was... linking on his
0: first name too, right Danny now. Green. Jalen
1: sure. Green. Jalen Green.
0: Jaylen Green. Yeah. Not Gerald Green, no, no. no, J- no. Is oh,
1: Green? oh, Whatever his name is, him. He was from the G League, so this isn't like uh, unheard of. Um, but a lot of people like him. You know, I've seen a lot of comps from a lot of people saying he could be Russell Westbrook. He's not a great shooter. I don't think he's good enough to shoot, in my opinion. That's why I prefer Brandon Miller over him because he's a point guard that can't shoot. Call me crazy on that one, but I think that's a bigger deal in the NBA than it was a couple years ago. Uh, so I would say he is somebody that I think is a little overrated in my, just in my opinion. Uh, I could be totally wrong. He could end up being a great, but I think he's a little overrated. Anyone else have a name? Noah, you got a funky name, Peter, you got a funky name. I oh, uh, see you, the you, thing you, is oh with this God. draft class
0: is that there's really only three guys that yeah. are like top rated in that S tier. Well, there's the Victor Wimbanyama. He's in the S tier, and then you got two guys in the A tier, really. And then after that, it's just B from there on out in a lot of people's eyes. So it's hard really to say who's overrated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I I don't have another name, unfortunately. Does anyone
1: have a strong opinion on uh, the Twins? Uh, Ahmed Thompson, uh, also from the G League, and then his and then Oscar Thompson. Uh, they're Twins. I don't know if, Peter, did you know they were Twins? I'm sure you did.
2: Uh, uh, I one, they're going to be top 10 picks.
1: They're gonna to be top yeah. 10 picks, yeah. I think I think they could be so I think Amen. I think Amen Thompson, I think he probably projects as like the fourth overall pick of the draft. Some people really like him. He's a little bit bigger, six seven. Uh he looks like he's probably gonna to go to Houston at four. So how about Noah's Pistons, right? Look at the different mocks, right? So one the mock I'm looking at at Yahoo has Cam Whitmore from Villanova, six eight, guard, big for a guard. Uh I'm gonna to go to NBA They think. Jairus Walker, the uh, the kid from Houston, 6'6. I like Jairus Walker. You like him? Uh, that's Peter's guy. And then Big I'm looking at sporting news. They have Jaron Walker. Same thing because that's 6'7 forward from Houston. So, no, do you have a strong opinion or do you kind of just like, well, all right, you have a strong positional opinion or do you just look in best player available?
0: I think it's best player available. I If I were the Pistons, I would probably get out of there and just try to trade for a veteran to be honest because it's a little concerning that a lot of these guys have a lot of uh, a lot of there's a lot of scouts that are doubtful of a lot of these guys three point ability and, and like fair enough, like if you look at the Thompson Brothers, their three point percentages in the G league weren't really that great. Uh, Scoot Henderson also has concerns about his shooting from three. I know the Pistons aren't going to get him at five, but just saying there's a lot of doubts with guys hitting the the three ball this year, more so than in past years that I remember. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, like the three ball is something the Pistons really need. So it just kind of worries me that there's a lot of, a lot of question marks surrounding the three point percentages of a lot of these prospects this year. So Mm -hmm. I would say if I were the Pistons probably trade away that pick and either, Try to get trade. some more. Yeah, try to either get a pick for next year. But I mean, if I were them, I wouldn't even do that. I would just try to trade for somebody that maybe a team's desperate to try to get rid of, and that uh, could contribute immediately. Zion. <laughs> like I said, man, the draft is unpredictable, especially this year. It's a three, three, uh, four. I mean, there's three guys that are really up there at the top, um, and then after that, it's kind of, kind of goes all down below, and nobody knows really what's going to happen. So I think, honestly they're better off getting Zion than drafting one of these guys.
1: If Scoot Henderson is there, would you take him?
0: He's not going to be there, but yeah, I mean, if he's there, I think you have to take him.
1: Now the odds have suggested he's going to fall to three, but you never know the NBA draft can get wild sometimes. Maybe he falls a slot or two, you know, maybe there's a team that's like, Hey, why did Charlotte pass on him? Like he looked like he was a slam dunk for second overall. And now he's, they don't need a point guard. I know. I know, Peter. I know. So uh, You're going to be a big Brandon Miller fan now, huh? I think so, yeah. Good. Good. All right. So, Peter, the last thing I want to hit on here is uh, top five of your favorite players in this draft. Who you think is going to be good? Or I'm sure you have a fun list here.
2: I'm ready for it. And number one, Brandon Miller. And number two, my man, uh, Victor uh, Banana. <laughs> Banana Land. <laughs> Three, J- Jace Walker four kobe, uh kobe buffkin and number five you literally ruined like gr- grady dick even <laughs> though he is a sniper he's a sniper but he, he's probably also a little sniper too that's what i was gonna say as a joke i don't know I'm he's sorry. actually good like that and i'm, I'm sorry he's ruined ruin my joke but uh those are my top five or top four with a joke and uh, i guess he's gonna be good too huh?
1: I'll give, you, I'll give you some. So Victor Wembignana, I've said that I really like him. I, I like Brandon Miller as well. Uh, I like Anthony Black, the point guard from Arkansas. We haven't really mentioned him yet. He's a big guard, six, five. He's a great passer. I think he's going to be uh, – you're going to see him kind of go up quickly in terms of assist numbers. He'll average probably five, 6, 7 assists this year. I think he's that good of a passer. He's my number three. Uh, my number four, I would probably – I'm probably Amon Thompson, uh, the kid we were just talking about earlier, the twin – Uh, like he's a six, five, but he's got a really long wingspan. If he can shoot, uh, he could end up being a very effective player. And then my last one here, I'm going to go with, I mentioned him earlier and I'm going to go with him now. Cam Whitmore from Villanova. So yeah, those are top, those are five guys that I think could amount to something. Uh, we'll see of course, what happens. Noah, is there anyone there that we did not mention that you would like us to name?
0: Uh, No, honestly, I think that just about covers it. I actually want to say I do like Anthony Black quite a bit, actually. I think he's going to be a good player and really develop in the NBA.
1: Are me and Noah underrating Scoot Henderson? I mean, me and Peter, are we underrating Scoot?
0: Probably. Hey, man, I mean, I think think he's going to have a better career overall than Wimbanyama, overall, but – then again, it's like there there are doubts about us three point ability and that can really hinder uh, hinder a guard going forward. So, you yeah. know, it's tough to say right now. Like I said, this draft, I feel like it's more like a toss up than in years past.
1: Yeah, no, that's absolutely fair. And as we conclude talking about the NBA draft, do we get any fireworks tonight, guys? Do we get anything fun? Do we get a Zion trade? Do we get anything fun? Well, no one's been I mean? no one's been Noah's really Sorry. harping on the Zion yeah. thing.
0: I think Pistons are going to trade their pick. I have this feeling they're going to trade it. For Zion. Let's hope. Let's hope.
1: I don't even know who else they would kind of do it for, in my opinion. I mean, I really can't think of another kind of star that would be worthy of giving up the fifth overall pick. Unless you can, but Zion makes the most sense.
2: Or well, if the Blazers just want to blow it up and then just start over like that.
1: Yeah, he's the obvious one. Just Trey uh, Young try to bounce his way out of Atlanta quietly. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's going to get moved to tonight. I don't know if it's Zion or bust in my opinion. That's kind of how it feels. Uh, but who knows? NBA draft can get weird. We've seen it get weird. Uh, all right, Peter ready for, I'm sure your favorite part, five questions, not about football. So we didn't talk about football this episode, Peter, but the continuous, not questions about football continue. So Noah, you got crapped on last time. I remember you uh, were slow with your answers and Peter was very upset about it. So. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. That wasn't me. That was Carr. All right. Uh, let's not don't know. let's not get talk it confused
2: to, here. You
1: got to talk to Peter.
2: That was Carr, to be fair.
1: Okay. All right. So, Peter, you want to give three? I'll give two. Sure.
2: Are you leading? Uh, number one, with your recent Rough in the Basket episode, what made you bring the band back together? So, why do we re- reunite? Or Yeah, I guess. Or what made you get out of the hiatus? Uh, The fact that
0: we have more time, I guess. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. We we were never like in talks of breaking up or dissolving the band. I wanted
2: some beef. I wanted uh, some like fights. uh, This was purely scheduling.
0: Yeah, no, Carr, he said something about the Pistons and, you know. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. That's funny. Uh,
1: All right. Question two, Noah. Uh, I'd like your opinion on it because you're sort of a a soccer guy. Uh, What are your takes on Leo Messi uh, going to Inter-Miami?
0: I think definitely soccer is going to start rising up in the United States more. That's huge. But again, I think it's going to be interesting to see what games exactly he's available for. If people think he's going to play every game, they're wrong. And there's definitely going to be people out there. dude. There's going to be some people out there that spent $500 on a ticket thing. They're going to see messy. And then last second, it's going to, the news is going to break. He's not playing there in the game. So
1: he, he's not playing on turf. All those big European players, they don't play on turf and a lot of the MLS fields are turf, including Gillette stadium. So, yo, you agree? No, I I said the same thing when I when it first happened to me. Uh, all right, Peter, you're up.
2: If you could be in one poker event, what would you be in? In one poker event? Yeah. A poker event. I I've all never... right, fine. <laughs> if you Nobody could be famous for one, event. all right, if you could be famous for one thing, what could it be? Anything in the world? you could, be the, best... thing? You could be the best. My videos. Reader, if you wanted to, what?
0: My videos, definitely. Rough in the basket. That's the right answer. We're gonna blow up this year. 2024, man. We're we're looking ahead to the future. What about that's your other awesome. one? Gringo Perspectiva, yeah. I am rebranding that soon. It's gonna be no one the nomad. I've already figured that out. Oh my
1: god, that's sick. Oh, I, I love man. it. I, I love that. freaking I love, love that. it. That was that actually was my next question is what was the next Gringo Perspectiva video? I don't know if we can get an insight on that. That's my question. If not, I'll find a new one.
0: There's gonna be a long uh like more of a longer video of fun facts coming out for Rhode Island. I actually, dude, I went to uh, Newport today. I went to Providence earlier on in the day. Took some videos and pictures. Already researched some fun facts. I'm writing the script probably tomorrow and trying to get it out by next week. So it's going to be one of my new videos.
1: Boom. Looking forward to it. Peter, wrap this
2: thing up. Number five, where do you think the submarine went?
0: What? Where do I think the submarine went?
2: come on there's a missus can we even talk
0: about this i feel like about to get like canceled or some shit fine Uh, some stuff
2: uh i mean hopefully they're okay wherever they are nobody likes my real question
1: peter going peter uh, retry question five
2: nobody what what would be your dream destination to go to in the world
0: Dream destination. That's a good one. I definitely want to go back to Germany. And there's a lot of things in Germany I haven't seen. I haven't gone down to the southern part of Germany where there's a lot of mountains where I've been towards the north. It's like right on the border of Denmark. So it's really flat. So it's completely different landscape. It really feels like a different country. They, they speak German a little bit differently in the south and they do the north. So um, I definitely want to go and explore more in Germany. But I also really have been wanting to go to Sweden recently. So Wow. And Bolivia and South America. That's another place I wanted to go. Why Sweden,
1: though? I'm just curious.
0: Why Sweden? I don't know. It just seems peaceful. You know what I mean? Like, definitely want to check it out. I've heard Stockholm's a good time. Those Nordic countries, they know how to party. So I've also heard Prague is really fun and uh, the Czech Republic. So
1: I've heard that, too. World traveler, Noah, you've been all over the place. That's for sure. Uh, all right. So, Peter, thank you for uh, asking these hard-hitting questions. All right, hand up. Others. These
2: probably aren't my best questions. In the world, but I still like
1: him, Peter. Well, you know what? Next week, sorry all right. Next week, you can rebound. It's all good. It's all good. No pun intended. Next you week, can rebound. Next
2: week, you're getting you're gonna get screwed. Yes, yeah, obliterated.
1: Peter's gonna ask me these crap questions, but Noah, always a pleasure to have you on. I uh, hope you enjoy talking about the NBA draft and kind of the NBA offseason as a whole. So you can check Noah out on Roughing the Basket with Brandon Carr, our favorite podcast. You can check him out for his videos on Gringo Perspectiva or soon to me. What'd you say? Nomad? No, the nomad. nomad? Yeah, I love it. love it. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. So yeah. uh, Noah, if you want to shout out your socials or whatever else, feel free.
0: Yeah. Follow the, or subscribe, I should say to the, in, the YouTube channel, which is roughing the basket. Also have another one Gringo Perspectiva, which is more like fun facts and stuff like that about different places. And uh it's, Good times. So definitely check that stuff out. And I appreciate being here. It's been a great, great experience as always to be on this podcast.
1: Yeah. No, thank you again.
2: Go Zion. And if uh, Zion does get dealt tomorrow, I'm calling you immediately. To the Pistons, I'm calling you immediately. Dude,
0: I won't be crying if that happens. Tears of joy.
1: Tears of joy. It wouldn't be tears of, uh, well, cautiously, I think tears of joy.
0: Yeah, tears of nervousness, maybe.
1: Yeah, know. that's a good way to put it. But all right, Peter, we will catch you next week. We will recap the NBA draft. We will kind of get into other NBA rumors. Maybe Zion's a piston. Who the hell knows? Uh, and Peter, maybe we'll get some uh, NFL news. Finally get that on the docket.
2: And no football in this episode. We love it. Stay hot. Happy NBA draft.